Today we are going to talk about five more companies and these companies are going to be Apple, McDonald's, Southwest, UPS and Tesla. Again, all big companies just like the ones I did yesterday. And the way this whole episode is broken down is first we're going to take a look at the stock performance of each company. Then we're going to take a look at the revenue breakdown for this company and discuss how it might be affected by the coronavirus. And finally, we're going to take a look at this company's future forward PE ratio just to see the current valuation of the company. So let's get started. Like always, guys, don't forget to subscribe, hit the thumbs up, and hit the bell. It helps the small channel out so much, and I appreciate everyone for coming here and watching the video, so thank you. All right, so the first company we're talking about today is going to be Apple, and Apple is reporting on Thursday after close. So let's start off by looking at Apple stock performance. If we take a look at February, this company was as high as 327 and compared to today's price, this company is sitting at is sitting 13% below its all-time highs. And one thing to mention is I did do an episode of Micron Technology and they were one of the first technology companies to report earnings. Micron Technology actually provides a lot of components for Apple in form of memory. And they mentioned that during the China slowdown, China shutdown, one of the major things that was happening is there was a slowdown in mobile in mobile sales and also in consumer electronics that were not laptops so unfortunately that kind of worried me a bit because apple has two of those right the apple watch would be considered a consumer electronic and then the phones and the ipads are things that not many people are buying right now and i really i think that's where we see this big drop coming from apple such a strong company with such an amazing balance sheet and it's still down 13 percent it's just because investors are fearful that this trend is going to continue all right so next let's take a look at this company's most recent earnings and this was for quarter four of 2019 and ended december 28 2019 so apple pretty much has four five different five different segments that it collects revenue the first is its iphone the second is imac the third is ipad the fourth is wearable home and accessories, and the fifth is services. So, right, the iPhone is pretty self, um, but all the first three are pretty self-explanatory. Wearables, that's where you would have like your iWatch, and services, this is where you would have Apple TV. Let's take a look at how that revenue is broken down. Let's see you zoom in so you guys can see better. Here, iPhone. Remember, I said this company in quarter four made ninety-two billion dollars of revenue. The iPhone alone made $56 billion of that 92. So over about 60% of total revenue comes from the iPhone alone. And if the, if the, if the trend that Micron technology reported is true, that there was a huge slowdown in mobile devices, then that does not seem to be pretty good for Apple at the moment. Next, the, um, the next, the two biggest, the other two biggest that make up the huge revenues are 12.7 billion came from services and 10 billion came from wearable home and accessories. All right, so now we're here on seekingalpha.com and two things I wanna take a look at. First is what this company is expected for its earnings. It's expected to see a decline of about 4.5% in earnings per share compared to same time last year. Now, if we take a look at future at forward PE ratio in 2021, this company is expected to make $14.81. 
This actually gives the company a forward PE ratio of 19.11. And to be honest, I, I actually thought the forward PE ratio for Apple was, was a lot higher. And this is actually pretty enticing to get into. And I might actually have to look into Apple a bit more and see if I really want to enter this position. But a 19.11 forward PE ratio is definitely not bad for such a big company. All right, so next we're going to take a look at McDonald's. And McDonald's in February 20th was at $215. Compared to where it's at now, it's, it shows similar results to Apple. It's down about 13.5%. And McDonald's is one of those, I wouldn't say fast food, one of those restaurants that probably has taken the least amount of hit just because they have strong drive-through performance and they have strong delivery performance with Uber Eats and all the other delivering system. This was something that McDonald's was working on improving for such a long time, right? If you go to McDonald's, they now have that double, they, they started building those double drive-throughs, which helped out with the uh, with just the drive-through speed. And they have been marketing a lot with the Uber Eats way before this. So it does seem like McDonald's was a little bit ahead of the game compared to other competitors. This article on April 21st, which was about six days ago, mentioned that McDonald's plans to move slowly to reopen dining rooms in areas of the United States where restrictions are being eased. And in another article, they mentioned that corporate is going to work pretty closely with these franchises and these restaurants to make sure that they practice good social distancing to both keep the employees and the customers safe. And I think that's going to be one of the biggest tasks for all these for all these restaurants is to make sure that customers feel safe because if they feel safe, they're definitely going to want to come into that restaurant. So now let's take a look at this company's revenue. So for 2019 at the quarter ended in December 31st, this company collected total revenue of $5.3 billion. Out of that $5.3 billion is kind of split a little bit evenly between two types of restaurants. So McDonald's has two types of restaurants. The first type of restaurants is restaurants that are owned by the company itself. The second type of restaurant is, is restaurants owned by a franchise, a franchise, franchise. It's a person that owns a franchise, a franchise. Not sure, but let me know in the comments. But sales by comp company operated restaurants were about 2.3, about to $2.4 billion. And revenues from franchise restaurants were about $3 billion. So not a huge difference there. But again, it's the, the only way McDonald's makes money is through restaurant sales. All right, so now we're here on Seeking Alpha again, and I wanted to see how quarter one 2020 when it was going to do compared to the same time last year. Analysts expect a 11% in earnings per share decline compared to the same time last year. Now let's take a look at December 2021. This company is expected to make $8.23, which actually gives this company a forward PE ratio of 22.35. And to me, that's pretty crazy, right? When a company compared to Apple, right? Apple, a company that I feel can go so much further in technology base is in theory cheaper than buying McDonald's. Um, I personally, I'm not a fan of paying a 25, anywhere close to a 25 forward PE ratio for a restaurant. Um, in the low 20s, it might be a little enticing. So let me know in the comments, are you guys liking McDonald's forward PE ratio? Or are you guys liking Apple a little bit better? Or are you guys liking both the same? So next, we're actually going to take a look at Southwest. And Southwest is going to report tomorrow in morning. So Tuesday before open. And now let's take a look at this company's stock price in February of 20, 
In February of 2020, this company was somewhere around $58 and compared to where it's at now, it's about a 50% decline. So in just a couple, in two months, this company has lost half of its valuation. And this is not something to be taken lightly, right? Because it, it, I, we did take a look at, at Delta's most recent earnings, which did last week. So if you guys want to check out that video, uh, check out my different videos. I did Delta last week and we learned a lot about the airline industry. One thing we did learn is the, um, the amount of people doing airline travels right now has decreased 95% compared to the same time last year. So out of if last year 100 people were flying now only five people are flying and most of the times the people flying are either are either medical experts or people just trying to go back to see to reunite with their families another thing we saw is that most of these airlines are expected to no longer be the same airline they were a year ago with this huge decline of sales in um they are going to be a smaller company. But one thing for Southwest, just like Delta, Delta and Southwest are two of my favorite airlines because these two are the ones that have the best balance sheets of them all. And one of the best ways to see is because these companies have only dropped 50%. I'm pretty sure if we take a look at United Airlines, this company, if we take a look at from February, let's see, February. This company has dropped over seven up close to 70%. And again, that just tells you which companies investors think are going to survive. I have a higher chance of surviving. And to me, Southwest and Delta are two of my favorites just because of the strong balance sheet. Their CEO even said their traffic is virtually zero. And right now airlines are scrambling, trying to think of ways to make their customers feel safer. Just like McDonald's, these types of businesses are going to need to make sure to that their customers feel safe because that's the way they're going to get them to come back in the airline industry. Like I mentioned, Delta and the pretty much all the airlines have, are thinking of different methods, either spreading, maybe removing one of the seats maybe um doing some form of once testing becomes available becomes massively available start testing passengers before actually getting into the plane having some form of immunity passport so there are different different methods that airlines are trying to think and trying to do to make sure that their customers start to feel safe but unfortunately then you have articles from i think it was united airlines or american airlines that from New York to South Carolina, I forget to where, was pretty much packed. And that's not what you want to see. So it's it's definitely, customers are going to need to feel safe for them to want to be able to come back to, to air travel. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be bearish, right? I don't think air travel is going anywhere. But it's just going to be the companies that are going to be able to survive. Not all companies have such a great balance sheet like Southwest and Delta. All right, so now here we are in Seeking Alpha. And first, let's just take a look what this company is expected to do for this quarter. For this quarter, this company is expected to make actually lose 27 cents compared to the same time last year where this company actually made 70 cents. So that is a huge decline for this sector. Now, if we take a look at future earnings per share in December of 2021, analysts expect this company to make $3.46, giving this a forward PE ratio of 8.49. I actually think when I did Delta's video, Delta was a little bit cheaper, but at 8.49 is, hey, if you think Delta, if you think airlines aren't going anywhere, then that definitely doesn't look like a bad price to enter. 
Next, we're gonna take a look at UPS and UPS reports tomorrow morning as well. So Tuesday before open. All right, so next let's take a look at UPS stock price. And let's take a look at January. This company took a big hit in February just because a lot of flights were not being transferred out of China in early January. So UPS was a little bit leading compared to other companies. So here compared to January, this company is down about 13%, which is pretty similar to Apple and McDonald's. And I would have actually expected UPS to be down a little bit more because right, this company uh, makes money from, tra um, from shipping orders in plane and trucks. And right now it does seem to probably be a slowdown in the everything outside of, of medical devices, everything probably like PPE, food deliveries, grocery stores are probably seeing a big increase in transportation there, but everything else is probably seeing a huge decrease. And I don't think those offset each other. So I actually expected UPS to be down a little bit more. All right, so now let's take a look at this company's total revenue. For the full year of 2019, this company made about 74 billion. And we can see here compared to 2018, 17, 16, and 15, this company continues to grow. A good portion of this company's revenue comes from U.S. domestic packages, this, um, which is 46, about 40, 46.5 billion out of that 74 billion comes from U.S. domestic packages. International packages make up a, a, a smaller portion, 14.2 billion dollars of that 74. And the final one is supply chain and freight, which makes up 13.4 billion out of that 74. So now the question here is, we have seen that Amazon has taken a huge amount of increase in orders. Are we gonna see a huge increase in US domestic packages because of this effect? We know that supply chain and freight for overall businesses have declined outside of groceries and like PPE. So how is that gonna affect? Is Are they gonna offset each other? I kinda see, I feel like we're gonna see a decline in international packages and supply chain, but we might see an increase in US domestic package, which actually makes up of the biggest portion of this company's total revenue. If we take a look at what this company is expected to make this upcoming quarter, it's supposed to be $1.23, which is a decline about 14% compared to the same time last year. Now, if we take a look at forward PE ratio for this company in December of 2021, this company is expected to make $7.46, which gives this company a forward PE ratio of 13.44. Again, to me, a 13.44 doesn't seem to be that bad of a valuation. And I, again, another company that I'm going to keep an eye on and see how things move forward. And finally, the last company we're going to take a look at is Tesla and Tesla reports Wednesday after hours. And it's actually Tuesday and Wednesdays are going to be my favorite days because Tuesday we have AMD, we have Google, we have Southwest. And Wednesday we're going to have Microsoft, we're going to have Facebook, we're going to have Tesla, we're going to have Boeing and a lot of other companies. So if you guys want me to do any of these videos, make sure to post on the comments and let me know. But let's take a look at Tesla stock. Tesla is one of those that is has been such a crazy past six months. If we take a look at early at October, this company was at 327. It went up over up to $900. Then it dropped down back down to 361 and it's now sitting at $800. So if we take a look at February 2020 when it peaked compared to now, this company is still down about 11% compared to its all-time highs of somewhere around $917.
This company right now after hours is down 2%. And the main reason for this, if you guys have been following Tesla over the weekend, Tesla had said that they were going to start getting some of their workers to come back to the plants. Um, but now today, after hours, the company, the, the states where this company operates actually says that they're extending their stay at home orders. And Tesla has now said that, I guess we're not having our workers coming in anytime soon. And that's why we see that stock drop about 2% after hours. So for Tesla, the main thing we're going to take a look at is how this company is expected to do this quarter. So for quarter one of 2020, this company is still expected to lose 21 cents. Out of that 21 cents loss, that would be a 77, a 77% gain compared to same time last year. So again, that's actually pretty cool. And if we see quarter two, obviously, I'm not a fan that this company is burning money and I'm not a huge fan of its valuation either. But to continue to see year-to-year -year growth, I think that's always a great thing for any company. Next, let's take a look at this company's earnings per share. For December of 2021, this company is expected to make $11.55, which gives this company a forward P.E. ratio of about 69. To me, I honestly thought the forward P.E. ratio for Tesla was a lot higher than this. I thought it was going to be in the hundreds. I actually... um. So I'm surprised to see it as, as low as 69, but I don't think that is low either. I just did not expect it to be relatively this low to where I thought it would happen. Um, for a forward PE ratio of, of 69, to me, it again, the, the company could be amazing. And just because I don't find the investment for to work for me does not mean it's a bad investment. It just means that for me, I wouldn't consider going into it. But again, as we can see with the stock price, this company has done great returns to its shareholders. So that's, I think, what's so great about the stock market is just because one person doesn't want to enter and doesn't believe doesn't believe the valuation doesn't mean that that company is still not going to continue to return amazing returns to the shareholders. But now that I know this company has such a high earnings per share estimates for December 2021, if this company even drops down to probably the 500s again, I actually might take a nibble into some shares. So that's it for this episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope if you guys want to take a look, definitely check out the other episode I did where I took a look at AMD, at Amazon. What else did I take a look at? Facebook, Google, and Microsoft. Those are all the top five that I'm taking a look at. And these are five more that I'm going to keep an eye out. So like always, guys, make sure to subscribe, thumbs up, and hit the bell. It helps the channel out so much. And if you guys want me to do a full analyst on any of these companies, feel free to post in the comments and let me know. Take care, guys, and have a good night.